Hello, naughty boys and girls. You're listening to Masocast. This program is for those 18 and older. And you're listening to Nina Payne from the Dommy Dolls at www.dommydolls.com. Hi, and thank you for downloading another Masocast. Uh, before we get going, I've got a special message uh, for one of the listeners of the Masocast. Hey there, listeners of the Masocast. This is Mistress Gwen with a special birthday message for a special Masocast fan. To my favorite and only sister, Ruby Tuesday, happy birthday. I love you. I wish I was there in the same city as you instead of as far away as I am. To all other Masocast listeners, if you're curious about how we experience life with a kinky sibling, listen to our episodes of The People of Kink. Keep it kinky. Love, Mistress Gwen. Uh, she didn't do anything special to get that on. She just said, hey, can I can I do this uh, wish? I-? Of course, of course. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. This is, uh, this is a time when, uh, you know, summer's ramping up, and a lot of people from other parts of the world are emailing me, asking me, hey, I'm going to be in New York. Where's the good kink place to go? Um... Both Sad and I have been working our asses off so much lately that we are kind of out of the loop for the local party scene, uh, much to my chagrin. It's been, it's been months. It's been months since we've gone to a party. So um, uh, I will be more than happy to offer suggestions, but FetLife is really your, your best resource uh, for events. As far as which ones are the good ones, which ones are the bad ones, I, I can ask around. So still, that's okay. Don't, don't worry about uh, emailing. Feel free to email and ask away. But... Uh, the local kink scene. We just haven't uh, haven't been gone uh, going to too many parties lately. So uh, hopefully that'll change this summer, though. This episode, it's the return of Mistress Veronica, friend of the show, uh, Swami, Jedi Knight, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeon Master, Ass Kicker, Delight. I, I don't know. Uh, she's got a lot of titles, and we'll, we'll talk about some of those uh, right here uh, with Mistress Veronica. I'm, I'm recording now. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, while we're, I'm doing interviews, I will take notes, right? I'll take notes. Why? Why would you take notes? You have it recorded already. No, because sometimes, like, if you were to say something, we've been through this oh, the first oh. time. If you say I something, don't I don't, if you say, I and that's why I shove time? grapes up people's nose for fun, and then you'll go on to something else. Rather than me interrupting you, I write down grapes up people's noses, so then I can come back to it, right? Oh, that's nice. Right. So I'm looking at the notes from the, our first conversation. Oh, oh, okay. So these are things Jesus. that Jesus. All right. So, but I, so I, I, I write they're them, all wrong. Well, no, I write them down in sort of a, sh- a shorthand in my brain, rather than type out a whole sentence. I just type out like one word or two words or something like that. Okay. And oh, I, so no. I don't know what some of these oh, mean. No. What are you gonna? No, this is. I'm not making any of these what up. What kind of bomb is gonna explode? No, nothing. I'm saying I don't know what any of these mean. <laughs> okay. Uh, I won't either. So some of these could be typos. <laughs> I'm not kidding, right? But you understand what I'm saying. No. This is these are things that I wrote down while we had our last conversation. Okay, then why don't you say them then? Take a lot dating. Mm, Darkon. No, ringing a bell. Oh, Darkon. That's a movie about um, live action role playing. Ah, it's a oh, very that, okay. good movie. So something we you maybe yeah. mentioned that we didn't. Okay. Yeah. Same act in person as in clients. Don't know. Oh. Don't know what that means. Rites of Spring. Yeah. Oh, that was, we already talked about that. that was the Pagan Festival okay, in right. uh, Western Mass that I went to. And Strap-Ons Kept Popping. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> like they kept exploding? I, I don't know. I don't That's know. what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know, know. what that means. But this was in the first conversation. Okay. we had. So maybe, um, uh, Strap-Ons a Poppin. <laughs> that, like, that's, that's an old 1950s... <laughs> Poster, a musical, an off an off Broadway musical. So like, strap on the happen. So sometimes, uh, when I yes. have someone on for the second time, and I haven't seen one in a, in a long time, yeah, the interview is very easy because I'm say, "How have you been? What's going on?" But we see I each other quite like often. That, yeah, and I don't like that question very much because it always like makes my mind go blank whenever someone someone's like, "Oh, what's been happening?" And I'm like. I have, I just, I can't answer that. Right, it needs a lot to come of out naturally or something. Well, because one of two things. One, either there's so much that you can't. Either, either, yeah, I can't think beyond what no happened I can, yesterday. Right. I can't, there's no way I can summarize 
Because when there's someone says how you've been, they don't really mean how you've no, been. No, they don't care. But even if they are sincerely <laughs> wanting to know, you can't summarize everything that's been happening in the last year in such a short period yeah. of time. Yeah, and, and then, you can't say like, oh, this is the last time I saw that person and let me itemize the things that have happened to me. Right. Yeah. But yeah. the other thing that sometimes <clears throat> happens is that if nothing has really happened, you start questioning your life. You're like, I haven't seen you in a year and nothing has changed. This is horrible. Right? Sometimes I'll be like, I don't, fuck, I don't know. I'm still working my ass off. Nothing else is going on. Yeah. But how about you? What's no, what's no Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up. Can we talk about... Okay, there's a, we have, I have some questions from uh, mutual friends of ours. Oh, good. Okay. But uh, over the... Since... Because since, I think that was one of the first few times we really hung out was during your first interview. Yeah, probably. We didn't really know each other very well. Yeah. Uh, Alex had recommended you. And uh-huh. Alex is a great judge of character. And so, mm-hmm. well, I should say, she's a horrible judge of character, but a great judge of who would be a good guest <laughs> on the show. Um, and so, and that was really good. And it started, a bit, you know, now we're hanging out all the time. I know. Um, I'm sick of your face, actually. <laughs> did, did something happen on, your, on the way here? Did you have a bad day? No, I had a... Ah, a great day. This is that's not a convincing. You don't blog as yeah. much as you used to. No, I don't. There's a certain point where I don't know. What else is there to blog about? But who blog? Do you know who blogs with any sort of like tenacity that they used to have? How many people do you know? That- Sinclair Sexsmith still blogs pretty damn yeah. often and well. Mm-hmm. I don't blog as much as I used to. Yeah. But I don't. But my blog was mostly a way of, of forum for me to bitch and complain. And have basically a personal. I don't think that your blog. Was, I was very entertained by your blog. I was. Uh, mine was one big, piss and moan fest. I was just so like, come alone. That's basically every post. <laughs> oh wait, no, but you had one after that though, didn't you? Where you were like talking about your relationship and stuff like. Well, that. Well, it's the same blog. It's the same website. Oh, but you've it, never but read it anything I've ever. No, I did. I've read like four of them. Four posts. <laughs> Well, I've read five of yours, so I'm Touché. better. <laughs> no, but seriously, I've I've read I've I've read, you know, I've I've read your stuff, and you've got some really good stuff. In fact, there's one in particular. I'm reading yours, and you didn't think I read your your blog. And one time Whatever. we we hung out once, and um, I'm, like a week later, I'm reading your blog post, and you're like talking about your unevolved friend. <laughs> And I'm like, this is, she's writing about me. She's writing about me about here. <laughs> so we should, let's set the stage. We were at a, we were at a friend's place and they were showing. Oh, uh, you have to, you, you really have to talk about this? No, we don't, but I want to. I mean, All right, go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. Go. We were at a friend's place and uh, we were watching Drag Race. Drag Race? Is that what it's called? RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. I can't believe you remember this. I've, because we were talking about blogs and I just remembered okay, it. Okay, go ahead. I can't believe you forgot it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, and I said, I, I was really, I'm really uncomfortable watching that. <clears throat> and I'm really uncomfortable watching a lot of uh, any, just about any reality show where they're making, it's, it feels like they're making fun of the person at, at the viewer's, the viewer's benefit at right. the person's expense. The exploitation factor, yes. And I'm watching this that. and there are, everyone there is laughing and I feel so uncomfortable and so bad for the people on TV because it was just, it was just so bad. It was just, I felt so bad. They had like one woman who was on a, on a pedestal or something like that, and they're sh- and they're shooting on a spinning pedestal. She's an, a heavy set right. woman, and they're shooting mustard <laughs> at her, and she slips and falls, and they replay it like four or five times with sound effects like whoop, you know. <laughs> and of course, she's supposed to act like girl, you know. She's acting. She's act, She's in character. She's got to pull it off, right? And you wrote this blog post that made it sound like I was anti-transsexual. Or drag queen. I don't queen. remember what exactly you said, but you offended me somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. It's really hard to do. <laughs> and I'm reading this. I'm like, wait a minute. No, I wasn't offended. I wasn't like uncomfortable because there were drag queens on screen. I was uncomfortable because they were making fun of drag queens. Well, why on don't screen. you bring up the blog post and show me what exactly, exactly what part? Because <clears throat> I don't remember, and that's not fair right now. How about that? May fifth. About them apples. <laughs> 
May 5th, 2012. <laughs> the name of the post. Remember what the name of the post is? Submissive no. men versus drag queens. <laughs> You've got a quote from Andy Warhol. You've got, all, I mean, all this. Then it says, here's, I'm going to start yeah. here. Something really funny about straight, and this is directed towards me, in which, by the way, she doesn't think I'm ever going to read this, because apparently we're not friends and I don't care what she writes. Why wouldn't I? Uh, why wouldn't I subscribe to a friend's blog? No. I think because. Oh, that's, that's very Something nice. really funny about straight men is that they get really uncomfortable around drag, drag queens. <laughs> You might be thinking to yourself, not me. All my best friends are drag queens. To which I say, calm down, princess. I'm not trying to attack anyone. It's just an interesting phenomenon. Which I was reminded of at a friend's brunch a few weeks ago. We had a RuPaul drag race playing in the background and we're commenting and scre oh, right. screening it at like a normal people would do. When one submissive man, who until then I had thought was a very open-minded, and trust me, he should be, was totally flummoxed. And I'm reading this, by the way. I'm like, oh my god, oh my she's god. never gonna want to talk to me again. How? Why are you assuming that you were the person I was talking? There were other straight men at that party. I'll tell you why, in just a bit, because I, I replied to the post, and you go, oh, I misunderstood. Uh, I did not misunderstand. Uh, he balked. He That's couldn't believe wrong. that they were embarrassing themselves like this, blah, blah, blah. I tried to explain how important I think drag culture is, but discovered he could not understand or didn't want to. <laughs> well, shit, man. That's so fucking lame. And so fucking banal. Oh, really? You're a straight white dude who doesn't want to understand? By the way, I think I was the only white guy there. Well, no, you were not. The only straight white guy there? Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh, you're a straight white dude who doesn't want to understand want to understand why where a stigmatized group of people are coming from? Really? Surprise. <laughs> but especially more disheartening to me coming from a submissive guy because I expect them to be smarter and more enlightened than the average Joe by virtue of being stigmatized. <laughs> oh my god, you really have to read the whole thing. I, okay, but suffice it to say, you totally misunderstood <laughs> Why I why I was uncomfortable? Oh, and you, do you and, want an apology? No. <laughs> I, but I, the thing is, I, I was I was reading this. And I thought I thought I thought I had a new friend, and now because she totally misunderstood, right? This is like I'm like how how could I not misunderstand it? You were just freaking out. You're like, oh, I can't watch it. Oh, I can't watch it. Blah 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 blah. The, the same reaction like, when I watched Honey Boo Boo once. <laughs> How was I supposed to know that? Because you know, I think you didn't communicate. I would think someone like yourself would be a little over open-minded. <laughs> you didn't communicate why it offended you. But I, I definitely think some people should read your 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 blog because you do have some very. I have a great blog. You do have a great blog, and you have some really interesting uh, topics you cover. Mm -hmm. But you also have some stuff that you throw in there every now and again, so it's not all very. It's not all highbrow stuff like that. Sometimes yeah. it's stuff like this. Zit popping fetishes. <laughs> Why don't they exist? It's almost as bad as poop. Are you saying you wish there were zit popping fetishes? I'm saying uh, that they're not as common as I would like. But, you know, it'd be a very difficult thing to, uh, you know, actualize because you can't make a zit. How, how many people can make a zit come up on their face? So you're saying you want to pop other people's zits or you want people no, to pop I want, your zit? No, I want to pop my zit on someone. Oh, God. That's completely different than what I thought it was going to be. I guarantee you there's someone listening I'm right like now. On their, on their glasses. And have them walk around <laughs> all day? On their glasses. No, I don't want that. I would just... Sometimes I just say things. Sometimes you just want to be God. a little... Sometimes you just want to... Do something freaky for the sake of freakiness? Is yeah, that just, yeah, it's just something different. This is the long, the long story short. People should read your blog, and you should blog more often. Yes, you have a lot I of agree, to... I agree. I know. I'm in the middle of writing something right now. And... Do, you, do you think sometimes people get the wrong idea, like sometimes that you're joking or that you're half joking? Do you ever get messages where people are like, I would love it if you pop a zit on me? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I was only kind of half kidding about that, buddy, or... No, I don't. Usually people know when I'm kidding. Because there, there are two types of people. There are people who follow you and know your sense of humor and know what yeah. you're doing. And then there are people who 
<laughs> they're just Googling and they're looking for a Dom or, or whatever. And they come upon and they might be like, holy fuck. <laughs> what the? But because you, you don't, you don't like, you don't have two different personas that you present to the world, right? No. Some people do, you know, they have just a very blank I was talking to this with someone else recently, and they, they, some people just have yeah. on purpose. We covered that in my last interview, actually, that you start off. I feel like that's a way a lot of people start off, but then but some people realize that. Because it's a marketing thing. Fun. It's actually, you know, for them, they just, if they just are sort of a blank slate on purpose, so that way someone can project their own desires on that person, you're more likely to have maybe more clients. I have, I have no idea. Right. But, I'm, but is it as fun? In my, I don't know. Probably, probably not. I'm not saying it could be. I don't know. Right, but I'm saying it's is that not for me. If for me, it's not. But so, someone, you know, googling, and they're like, "Oh, who's this, Mistress Veronica?" I was going to check it out, and then they're like, "Zip hop <laughs> This woman is nuts. Because <laughs> sometimes there's stuff you tweet too that's really, I and mean, it's funny. It's funny, but if you don't know you, it could be right. taken the wrong way. Yeah, actually, I was just thinking about that today. Because I really come off as being kind of a goofball, right? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't say goofball. I, okay, but okay. But you know, I come off as who I am, and this is what I like to do sexually. But you know, you have to take everything with you in sort of tongue in cheek. Everything is sort of tongue in cheek with me. So you mean you mean you're you're, but you, I'm, I'm sure you have different modes. You have different. You're not constantly. It's not like a conversation with Robin Williams where it's always it's always that one thing, right? Yeah. You have different moods, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, but, but, um, absolutely, yeah. I mean, completely. I mean, I have a lot of very serious sessions that I have, right? You know, um, and certain people inspire certain feelings in me too. So, certain people know me as being sort of like a fun person who they can have like you know, a glass of wine with afterward and really just shoot the shit with. And yeah. then other people, they're, you know, it's much more serious and their fetish or their, you know, their predilection is, you know, very intense and it needs to just be but it, compartmentalized. But, it, but that comes from the chemistry, not because it's something manufactured. Exactly. No, but I think that was, that was one of the things that was very, uh, I think, very refreshing too, because you could tell... And that, because there, because yeah. I'm, we both know people who they 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 have a different persona. Oh uh, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, no, know. there's nothing. I mean, that works for a lot of people. It just doesn't work for me. It's a very complicated know? thing too. I, mean, I have that. people, and you know, the majority of the people who I see are people I've been seeing for a really long time. You know, are people who read my blog and like what I have to say. It's right. not. I don't have a lot of new clients coming in and just trying me out, testing the waters because I look a certain way. I say a certain like. I'm sure that happens. Don't you think that happens with everybody? Well, yeah, but I I don't have a lot of turnover. Is what I'm trying to say. I guess that that was a humble brag. (laughs) (laughs) That was a humble brag. Nobody come to see me and and you're ruined for everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, so clearly, clearly. So, someone had an interesting question. Oh, that's I, good. I'm sure I've asked this of people in the past. I don't, can't remember who. I remember specifically hearing a story you were telling me while we, we came over to your place. And you had, like, met some gentleman at some establishment somewhere. <laughs> and um, he was, like, totally amazed by the fact that you were a dom. And you, your eyes just went wide, like, what story uh, are you going to yeah. tell? <laughs> And he was like totally and totally into it and totally. Now, he he had never experienced anything kinky before, but he was not freaked out in the least. But mm-hmm. it sounded like you you told him like right, you didn't hide it right away. You didn't no. whatever. You, but what do you find that there are varying reactions to it? Or in this day and age, people are like totally yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it seems to be one extreme or the other. You know, like it's either. Oh my god, that's so amazing! Or oh my god, that's how do you do that? You're you're a freak. In a good you're way or ridiculous. bad way. And it's either good or bad. It's either extremely good or extremely bad. Like there's no there's no one in the middle. Even in New York City, I feel like where people should be sort of like blasé about that sort of thing. I mean, it's been a fairly common part of the culture here right. since at least the '80s. So, <sighs> but I don't know. Well, that was a sigh. 
Well, it just seems like a little unfortunate because there should be it it, it should be more normalized. Yeah. One friend of mine in particular, she said that she will say say it to people, and she will either get she'll never she never gets the reaction she wants. She said she either gets people who are freaked out by it in a bad way, or people yeah. who are totally turned on by it and then can't think of her of anything other than a sexual. Yeah, being and they effect. can't and they can't stop asking you questions about it. That's right. why whenever I get into a social situation where I don't know a lot of people. I don't tell them right away what I do anymore. I used to just be when, like, oh, yeah, this is what I do. But now I know that the questions are going to flow. Either people are going to be like, uh, change the subject, right. awkward. Or they're going to be, the whole night is just going to be devoted to asking me questions. And it, I just don't want to deal with either one. So, But I think that's not just the fact that you're, I mean, obviously, I think you're job it definitely entitles it for more especially if you're at a party or something like that then you will be the person everyone's just gonna everyone's gonna be quiet and everyone's just gonna ask you you're gonna be the center of the tension uh, nothing but mm-hmm. kink right yeah the same thing goes like if so- someone finds out i've been at vanilla parties where some people found out then all of a sudden i'm the center of mm-hmm. again nothing but kink questions right but in your case uh, in my case i've never been in a situation where, where people are asking me questions because they want to sleep with me right they're like Oh, really? So, so you enjoy, you know, women are asking me all these questions because they're like, because I want to know how we can fuck. And like, it's because they have some like, they're like, this is really weird. And I'm curious. Whereas yeah. with you, there are probably people who are like, there's an extra creep factor, there's an extra creep factor to it, right? This used to happen, but it, not really anymore. If I'm, if I'm out and I'm meeting somebody for a date, then clearly that would be one of the things that I tell them if the question, in fact, comes up. If, you know, there's nothing else to talk about and finally it comes to the question, oh, what do you do for a living, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, I tell them right away. Um, but... <sighs> but sometimes it sometimes it works out positively. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, oh. Most of the time it does with men. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Um, I... I don't know. Men are just more experimental. What about I women? Think, or sexually it doesn't work out with women. Um, women are a lot more sort of reserved about their interest in it, and I think they see it as more of a barrier in a relationship oh, really? than they would be like, "Oh, this is somebody I can really Experiment tell my with. dark, ex- like my darkest fantasies to." Right. So, so. so, with guys, you think it's just an easy. If you're in the mood, you can just go out. Well, first off, in New York, most women could go out and just go to a bar and say, I'm horny as fuck. Which one of you is coming? And then, you know, right? But that's yeah. not just New York. This is about anywhere. Yeah. But you're saying you have an extra advantage. So you just go like, oh, I'm a dominatrix. You're like, and then that's pretty much it. If you're at a bar, not like church, mm. not church, maybe not. Maybe no, church not too. church. Well, Yeah, I mean, I don't usually meet people at bars that, I mean, I don't usually go up and talk to people. I'm not one of those people who goes out and meets people there. Like, it'll be, I usually... Well, I don't know if you want the details in this story, but what happened was, is you said that (laughs) Alex had said something like, like, yeah, there's like hooting and hollering coming from the other room at like (laughs) 6 a.m., right? And you had said something like, you met this person, and... The subject uh-huh. of electricity came up, and oh yeah, you're like, and you're like, oh, let me go get. I just happen to have. <laughs> oh yeah, I electrocuted his ball. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody who I didn't think would be into it. Yeah. Then you had you known this totally... guy prior? No, I just went out on a date with him, and we were making out or whatever was happening, and yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm... would you? Mind? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Would you like it? And he was like, oh, he was totally into it. Totally unbeknownst. And he wasn't the type of person who I thought would be into it. But you he thought was, he was, was vanilla like, or too vanilla or he was too... He was just somebody who I met in a vanilla setting. Right. And it turned out that he wasn't. So, so for those people... So this is a prime example. We're going to hear how you do it, <clears throat> how you bring it up in conversation. And I can almost guarantee you that's not how a guy should bring it up to a woman. <laughs> Right? So, how did you bring it up? Oh, gee. I don't even remember. Shot it your was... balls? <laughs> right. I think I had him tied down, like, spread eagle with his arms. Like, 
out and I was like, well, I am, I'd really like to electrocute your balls right now. And he was like, okay, that's great. It was so random. But I wasn't expecting it at all. I just went with my instincts. Did you say that word? Did you say Electrocute the, your balls? Yeah. Because when people think electrocute, have, they think like, final, right? The word electrocute as opposed to shock. Shock is temporary. Electrocute is final. You, you take someone to the electrocution he chair. He must have known what I was talking about because I went and got my equipment and I showed it to him and I was like, this okay. is what I'm going to do. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's great. It's great. So I don't think he'd ever had that done before. But Did you see him another time after that? I did. Okay, I so did. that means it worked out pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it did. Uh-huh. <laughs> is this the one you met on OkCupid? Yes, it was. Do you mind if we talk about this? Yeah, go ahead. Because I found out we had an OkCupid profile. Well, we still do, I guess. <laughs> we don't, we're never on it. But we had we put up an OkCupid profile uh, when yeah. Saad was looking for a submissive female or a switch female to join us first in play. Long story short, we kind of stopped looking, right? And then... yeah. It's not the best venue for that, I don't feel like. Oh, but there's tons of couples on there. Because we got emails from tons of couples. Uh, I know. Mostly yeah. do... Right, whoa. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to that story. All I know is one day, I'm browsing the iPhone app, and all of a sudden, it goes like, oh, here's your, here's your match for the day. Because, again, you have to be listed as a female, even though you're a couple or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it shows me single females who are into kink and like you're on the list I'm like hey look I sent you a message I remember I sent you a message and I, I imagine you tell me that and you're like, oh god I can't escape these people they're everywhere I know I had on my profile for a while if you are a couple do not contact me or if you're a creepy couple, do not contact me. <laughs> Nobody thinks they're a creepy couple, right. so I had to change it. Like, if you're a couple, period, do Cause not Because you had a lot of me. couples just emailing you flat out? Yeah, because if you say that you're bisexual, then that's like, you know. Yeah, it must be hard to be flag, wanted. Apparently. It must really suck to be yeah, wanted. Yeah, it does. I sent you an email, a message on OkCupid, which I'm sure everyone listening has done as well. I'm like, oh, look, there's a runner. Yeah, go. Um, whatever. Uh, and and you said I remember you said some I wish I could I wish I had the message up you said something like yeah I decided to uh, add cock to the mix or something <laughs> like that like you were, apparently were only like looking for girls for a while and yes. at that time you had actually opened you know decided whatever right? I had recently yeah opened it up to men because and it's hard you to just mood? find girls to bang on OK Cupid I guess. You know, women just don't operate that way, or else women that I'm attracted to don't. Like, I, it's hard to find femme on, on femme, other, like, feminine flagging women or feminine-seeming women who want other feminine women. It's mostly, it's like, in the female gay community, there's, like, this weird heteronormative dynamic going on where it's femmes like want mask. Yeah, femme and butch thing is, like... People haven't left that behind. Like that was like a thing from the fucking fifties or something. Right. Like a, a, a Leslie Feinberg. But Stone people are into what they're into. But you're saying it's still pr- it's still very predominant and it's difficult. Is it looked down upon if you're a femme looking for femme or something? It's just very unusual That's in my experience. Hard <clears throat> to believe because I've seen a lot of documentaries on, <laughs> and they're okay. almost all femme with femme. A lot of documentaries, like yeah. X Tube. Is all, I mean, X-Tube documentary. <laughs> a, a lot of amateur porn documentaries. Not necessarily. Some of them are professional. <laughs> Very soft lighting. But well, yeah. If, I mean, if you believe femme, porn that's made for heterosexual men, then reality, yeah. Well, all, reality. all femme women want other femme women. Right. right? And they usually like... And they, want, they all have really long nails because clearly, you know... Yeah, I've never understood... Fingering a pussy needs a... Big long Lee press on nail. <laughs> that's very comfortable. I think that's what it says in their <laughs> advertising campaign. So this was a question from Natasha Gornick. Oh, Natasha. Okay. You know Natasha. I do know Natasha right. very well. And I'm surprised she doesn't know. And I, here's the here's the thing, guys. Most submissive guys, the people around them know what their fetishes are. Yep. Do you know that to be true? Yes. Um, but. There are very few women, Alex is an exception, where you know what their fetishes are. Because I, I don't think women broadcast it as much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe I, and maybe because guys are like, hey, who wants to punch me in the face with a trout? 
you know, because they're really looking for, you know, they're really looking for it. Yeah. Um, so she she actually has no idea what your what, what your, my fetish what your are? fetishes are. Oh, that's so cute. And she has another. There's a, another question. It's might be related to. I it. have a, a real serious armpit fetish. If you read my blog with, like, the gusto that you claimed to read it with, like, you would know about my armpit fetish. I feel like. Um. Or read my Twitter feed. I, I have yes, I have seen you mention armpits. Um, yes, so, I like armpits a lot. Like okay. <laughs> Explain. Like you just the smell, the hair, the the placement of the hair, and how it's. <laughs> you mean in the armpit? You yes. Mean? The how, but how, in which direction? In which direction it's pointing? And like so, like what? Whether it could be like swirly, or it could all be like sticking out. So this is a or this is like fascinating. it could all be, you know, just stuck to the arm. This there is... are all sorts of permutations of. Because, well, okay, so you have, like... Mostly the smell, it's mostly the smell. So there are people who, like, for example, foot fetishists have, it has to be this type of arch, or it has to be this size, or this whatever. You have very specifics of what you like. You like the hair to be X, no more than six inches? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I was joking. Who has six inches <laughs> armpit hair? But, well, you would hope, yeah, I prefer it to be shorter. Right. That, Trimmed? Really. Um, hopefully it would just naturally be shorter armpit hair. You don't want them to be able to braid it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, no, they could braid it. I don't want them to braid it, but it can be long enough. In the, about that, about what? how many is that? How it's many like inches? two inches. Two inches. What is the, has this always been a part of your life? Have you always had this? Like, do you remember? Yeah. I don't think it's a fetish. Well, it can't, it's not really a fetish because it doesn't. <sighs> So it doesn't turn it you does, on? It does turn me on, but it's not as powerful as a fetish is. When someone says that they have a fetish for something, like, I assume that it sort of dictates a, like something a good 60% of their sexuality or All something right. like that. I think, I think Natasha probably... No, she means something softer than that, I'm right. sure. Right. Like, uh, and that's the same, same thing when I, when I mention it, too. I don't think, what, do you, what has ruined your life because you can only do, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you need to think of goat cheese in order to come. You know, that's oh. that's. I'm saying Different. you 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 need to think of goat cheese. <laughs> You've heard it here it does first. Does have a unique right. smell, doesn't right. it? Right. Um, but for you, armpits. Mm-hmm. When you say the smell, no deodorant. Um, I prefer people's natural scent. It, everybody smells a little bit different, and I prefer it to be very very pungent. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is very so. Like when you're like hanging out at, at a gym or something like that, <laughs> do you like really get all like I riled don't up? Hang out at a gym. Well, whatever. You know. If, so if you, I'm saying if like if you're if you're in the subway and there's a guy who's got a little bit of bo, is there a difference? No, between... it has to be connected to the armpits. But like I, my face needs to be near the armpit. So how often do you like approach like your significant other? Do you often just like. Raise your arm and just like slap your nose in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you forbid him from using deodorant. No, I don't do that. I mean, men will smell no matter whether they wear deodorant or not at the end of the day. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you do to cover it up. <laughs> but uh, but it's is it creepy? Like if you're in the subway and there's a guy sitting no. there. And no, he's got, I don't. I don't start thinking about on. their armpits. He's got a tank top on. And he's got his arm. He's holding up the uh, the subway there, and and do you are you like Ooh, look at that? Arm you pit. know, I haven't had that happen to me recently. So it's, you're not, it's not the creepy thing. Uh, no, because usually guys aren't that attractive. Okay. On the subway. So, okay, so it's not just. It's not. It well, has- there aren't. I mean, usually if they're doing, they have really long armpit hair. I don't know. It needs to be a specific smell, like. You know, smell has a lot to do with the person that you're attracted to. So it has to do with the way that a particular person, uh, like their how their pheromones are interacting with mine. Sure. It's not just the look of the armpit or, or that they smell bad. It's not that generic. It's It has everything to do with being intimate and having an armpit. So for you, it's more of a romantic thing than a, than a pure... Get your rocks off. That yeah, thing. it's you not. It's like something you would enjoy just in a cuddle or something like that. No, it's not it's that. More, it's more erotic than that. It's no, yeah, it's ah. not that. 
So, armpits? What else? Armpits. Oh, jeez. If someone Um, said to you, if someone, if someone said, if someone, if you, a a client or a a friend or whatever said, hey, listen, let's do a session, let's only do stuff that you're really into, what would be on your list? Pain. Inflicting pain. <laughs> in armpits? <laughs> no, no, I don't want to hurt the armpit. Okay. I don't want to sniff <laughs> yeah, it. Be weird. So, okay, pain. Um, you're more of a stinky, stinky. Are you more of a stingy or a thuddy person? I'm more of a thuddy person, I feel like. But I do, I love needles and electricity. Those are my two big things. Um, spanking. I like the pain in my hand when I'm spanking somebody and sort of the interaction between their pain and my hand is actually in pain when I'm doing it. And, but it numbs up at a certain point and I like that interaction that really turns me on. Um, let's see. I love flogging people. That really, that really gets me. Uh, Any kind of ball torture is great. Squeezing weights, what needles? It, yeah, I've actually. This is. In, so, uh, I, I get emails. And these aren't technically fetishes, though. No, but this is what you enjoy. Yeah. So I've had um, several people email saying, "Hey, you never talk about X." And one of the things is cross-dressing. I didn't really talk about that. Uh, another one is CBT. Really, that surprises me. I haven't really talked about it that much. On, uh, and I'll keep in mind, some of these people m- might want like graphic, dirty, something they could jerk off to while listening to the podcast, right? Yeah. So I'm not looking for that. But uh, but I haven't really talked about CBT. But for you, it's more of BT. For yeah. you, it's more about BT than CBT? Yeah, because you really hurt somebody when you kick them in the balls. And when you kick them in the cock, it doesn't really do anything to them. So... <laughs> So you're like, hold your balls to the side. <laughs> we're going to do a test here. And we're going to only kick you in the in the junk, in the, in the cock only. So what is it about? What is it about BT? Is it because it's so taboo, or that's what you're? Some people have said it's because all their lives, when they're little girls, they were told you do not hit a guy here, and because you're now given credence, you're given the okay to do it. When I was a kid, when I was I was in middle school, I I would go up to boys and kick them in their junk. <laughs> For, for no fun, reason. For no reason. Just like, I just hey, remembered that what? like a few years ago. Yeah. What was? Did you get in trouble? No, I didn't. Weirdly. Because the teachers were like, I probably deserved it. <laughs> yeah. No, I would just do it like in the hallway, like between classes, and just run up to my friends and do it. <laughs> were these like boys you kind of liked? Yeah, they were. Really? Uh huh. So this was. <laughs> what a confusing time for these. <laughs> Yeah. Boys, if they like a girl, they'll like poke her a little bit, you know, like whatever. You kick them in the junk. Yes. <laughs> what? But so other than, long story short, other than armpits, you really don't have a Pain. thing? Pain. Um, I really, I really feel like I'm a sexual sadist. I wouldn't have always said that about myself, but it's sort of something that I realized. How, how did that come about? Uh, just... Five years or something like that. Just, you know, experimenting and playing with people, and it really turns me on. Like, I really get turned on by, you know, when someone can take that. Yeah. But that was the Cross-dressing in certain circumstances like what? turns me what? on, too. Um, this is this is like just, panties and like putting panties and stockings on men and stuff like that and um, feminizing them and turning that whole dynamic around. Like, yeah. I've had a lot of people me ask me to talk. Being a daddy, I like that a lot. You like being daddy? Yeah. Like, explain. Um, I don't know what that means. Just uh, feminizing a man and having them not necessarily play a schoolgirl part, but being like the more being like a feminized submissive person and like creating a, a role play dynamic where I'm not the daddy, I'm not your daddy, but I'm playing like the more masculine part. Cuz we've uh I've had a lot of people email and I don't I don't know anyone who cross dresses. I mean, I mean I guess I do, but I mean mm-hmm. uh cuz we've had a lot of people email saying, "Hey, you've got to talk about that more. How come you don't talk about that?" And I do. I have I have like a uh piece like I have a uh, c- 
cock that I wear, like a, a you're holding, piece. Uh, <laughs> like, you're, you're visualizing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like a, there's like this special underwear that I have where I have like this um, silicone cock that's soft. But you put it through the underwear, and it's like you're wearing a cock around. I was going to wear it, actually, today. Just You wore it to our engagement party. <laughs> yes, I did. And I went up and hugged people with it. Right, right. I love to freak people out. One of my vanilla friends, too, she's like, I was like, because we were talking, you came up in conversation or something like that, and she's like, which one was Veronica again? I said, she was the one who had the penis. And I, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, this actually, I'm not joking, this came up. And she's like, yeah, I, no, I liked obvious. her. I liked her. And she's a vanilla friend of mine. And so she's like, oh, okay. Um, so is, does what turn you on the humiliation aspect of it or just the role reversal of it? The role reversal, definitely. Um, there's an automatic, I think, um, unintentional power shift that happens when someone is feminine when the other person is feminized and i take on the masculine role that sounds like so i was gonna say there's a lot of uh, people who are feminists who would not like what you just said yeah i know that's like so on pc but i feel like it's there in people's subconscious because it's part of the play it's part of whatever right now in this time place in history that's what kind of what it is yeah and so you're because you're playing with that if it was 500 years from now, it might be the reverse, right? You might want... Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's interesting, though. That, that, so, And that's something that you learned about yourself like five years ago, just kind of clicked? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it doesn't... It really has nothing to do with penis envy. I love being a woman, and I love like all the pieces that I have, but having an extra added piece and dressing like a man like is it, a very potent turn on for me because um when you go out and you dress up as a woman like all feminine and stuff like that you are an object in public you know automatically heterosexual men are going to like objectify you but if you go out and you're dressed in like a three-piece suit i've been experimenting with that more recently like wearing suits and ties and vests more often stuff like that heterosexual men i don't feel like really know where to place that like because clearly i'm an attractive woman haha you can say that wasn't even a humble brag. That wasn't even a humble brag. That was just a blatant brag. Third, third brag. But clearly, I'm hot. Clearly, I'm an attractive woman, and I'm. But I'm not dressed in something that is stereotypically very feminine. And men want to be able to objectify me. I feel like, but they can't. You mean like so on I the subway, like, they're looking at you, and the, but they're like, they're like, I don't know how to picture fucking her. Is that what you're saying? Is it? I don't know what's going through their minds, but it sort of diminishes that objectification, that extra element of objectification that I don't. Do you notice really a like. difference in interaction when you're interacting with someone? Oh yeah. Like what? Oh yeah. Um, like I went to a wedding dressed in a three-piece suit recently, and um, a, I feel like it was very awkward between me and a lot of men who I knew at that wedding, like uh, older men, older men. Um. They just, they're used to seeing me in a dress or, you know, being in that sort of garb. And it, there is, there was a power shift, I feel. I felt instinctively that there was a power shift somehow. And it was uncomfortable. And maybe I'm imagining, maybe I was imagining it. I don't know. Was it uncomfortable for you or them? No, or I loved it. I loved, I love being in those kinds of clothes. So it didn't make a difference to me. Right. But, um, I, I like the possibility of making them uncomfortable because really? they could not objectify me. Or it was it was like a weird, different thing because it was a very, like, you know, conventional wedding where, you know, all the women were in all these really fancy dresses and cleavage everywhere and everything, so. Right. Um, you're involved in karate. Yes. Do you mind talking about this? Oh, yeah, we can talk about karate. I don't know if that was something like, karate. this is too personal or something. <laughs> When I say you're involved in karate, you're like a... I, I, yeah, I do a lot of karate. You're a Jedi... What, what is your level? I'm I'm an intermediate level. I've been doing it for four years, but I'm still intermediate. Really? For, for some reason, I thought you were been doing it for much longer than that. Oh, really? No. Since 2009, I've been doing it. Wow. Here I thought this is something you've always been doing. No. How did this come about? Um, I don't know. I just wanted to do it one day, and I took... I went to a place downtown, and... There was a lot of protocol involved and stuff like that, and 
it wasn't really my scene. And then somebody told me about this other teacher they had and everything was very sort of like loose and, um, informal, very informal. Exactly. So that's more what I would gravitate toward. And it's very much, um, dependent on your own self-discipline, like how much you're involved and somehow, you know, I became, I'm like teaching classes now and stuff like that. And I mean, it's, it's not anything that I ever thought I would be interested in. I just wanted to get in shape and do some kickboxing classes. And then it's just sort of like snowballed. Four years. That's pretty damn impressive for you to be, you were like, uh, Clear belt, or what is the highest? What is what the are the... highest belt? Is a, like a black belt, and then you have different degrees of black belts. And, and what are you? I am an orange belt. What is that? Where is that's that? like the fifth belt up. Out of how many belts? Out of nine. That's nine pretty good. Three. Yeah, that's above. The, you're you're over the hump. Yeah, I'm over the hump. Yeah, yeah. And you you go to uh, tournaments? Mm-hmm. Quite frequently. <laughs> what? That's just amazing. <laughs> And how much of it, That's now, funny. when you're doing, how much of that does that translate into your, you're punching yeah. someone. You, oh, yeah. A lot. Re, but this has translated into your play. Oh, it has. Absolutely. Like how? You're like. Um, I've um, recently become very interested in punching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kicking people in the face and punching butts. I'm like, I had. First, it started off with like wanting to punch people in the butt. <laughs> you mean you mean in in, in your profession or in in your play you would punch? This yeah. is not part of the the karate. No, not thing. my karate. Dojo. And now the butt punching. <laughs> this is okay. So I just want to make sure we got it. So you would yeah. you would punch people in the butt using your newfound follow through? Yeah, torquing using my hips. You know, and also it's given me a lot of um, self-knowledge about the amount of force that I sort of like impose on somebody, you do, know. Do you find you have to hold back a little bit more now that you know, or do you find that you can be more exacting? I'm more exacting. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. It is. At first, I didn't really know my own strength, I feel like, when I first started out. Humble brag number five. <laughs> No, that was number four. Oh, number four, okay. <laughs> um, so you mean you didn't know your own strength? You mean in karate you didn't know your own strength? Yeah, in karate. And, and I think that also translated into when I was getting stronger. You're not like totally aware of when you're getting stronger. So uh, I think that that followed into my play and I'd be like, you know, flogging somebody or something and be like, oh, this is. I need to step back a little bit with this because I don't know how strong I actually am. Right. Have you done a karate scene? Now? Oh, yeah, a few. Like what? How does that, what is that like? Um, it's like, well, I wear um, something that looks like my gi. I rarely wear my actual gi, which is a karate, my karate pajamas, like my proper ones, pajamas. Um, no, that's I how keep, I would I, understand it, yeah. karate pajamas. Um, you know, and people want me to kick them in the face and stuff like that and punch them in the gut and everything. And yeah, I mean, you have to be very, very exacting with it. It's sort of like face smacking and things like that. Right. Um, but there's like the extra added thrill that there's a girl who's going to fucking kick you in the face. And I, it's clearly, I get a thrill out of that. I, I love it. Um, I love being able to use my skills and yeah, I, I guess I've sort of... Uh, have this new sort of like subgenre of play that I do now where people are interested in seeing me kick things and punch things and looking at my muscles and stuff like that, which is a little new. To, it's new to me. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. I love doing it. It wasn't something that I would I expected to happen. I put that I'm a karate person on my ads and stuff right. like that. And I blogged about it and people really want that I, it's usually guys who are interested in wrestling there's sort of a lot of crossover with that and i don't like wrestling but i do like punching and kicking and like showing how strong i am right <laughs> feats of strength yes feats of strength <laughs> lifting up anvils <laughs> right. i'm just gonna Drawing move this over here <laughs> yeah. right just showing off your yeah. your pipes your yeah. pythons <laughs> my that's guns really, that's really fascinating so yeah. uh 
So how, do you have like a goal that you want to be a black belt by this certain time? No? No. I, I don't really care about the belt thing. If I did, I would probably be much higher up than I am right now. But I don't really care. about. It's not about that to me. I just want to go there, work out, see my friends, you know, challenge myself, uh, support the school, and go home. It's really know? amazing. It's it's changed my life. It's it's really great. I I love it. I never and, and also I think because karate is sort of it's, it's sort of a there's sort of a mystification over karate, right? Yeah. I'm not making a joke here. <laughs> I was going to do the Mr. Miyagi <laughs> clap and then you know the dim mock death strike, <laughs> right? The one inch punch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there is sort of sort of like a, some sort of mystery behind that and when you combine that with uh dominatrix or bdsm that's sort of like uh, that's a hell of a combo that i guess probably yeah yeah i don't really know how they relate to each other but obviously they do yeah i mean they each one sort of like helps the other one i'm not afraid in when i'm sparring to go full force and hurt somebody you know a lot of women are i teach uh, women's, I help teach a, a women's self-defense class, and a lot of women are really afraid to put any force behind their punches and stuff like that. Or they're they're even afraid to like punch a person, no matter how much gear you're wearing or whatever. And I, yeah, I think that that's really helped. That my BDSM background has helped me in just you know not not worry about yeah actually about, hurting someone. Yeah, it's like. You'll get up. Yeah. I just broke your sternum. <laughs> it's just a sternum. Oh, come on. You've got two kidneys. Exactly. Right? Um, two balls. That's that's really fascinating, though. What it's is, really fun. I love it. Reagan Black, friend of the show. Reagan Black has... Yay. She emailed a few questions for you. Okay. And these are sort of shotgun questions. Okay. Yes or no? Or... Well, no. Not necessarily yes or no, but, you know... Uh, better dancer, Sammy Davis Jr. or James Brown? Sammy Davis, clearly. I'd agree. That is correct. <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Equate the Violent Femmes as the group, the, the, gang, the girl gang oh, you're no. in. And the Brat Pack. Not the Rat Pack. Not the Rat Pack. The Brat Pack. And this oh, may have wow. been a typo. What if she may no, have No, I don't think so because we had this big Twitter thing where we compared all the Violent Femmes. We were like, which of the Violent Femmes would be the member, would be... The corresponding member of the Rat Pack. So we did that. Who was Frank? Winter was Frank. Okay. Well, who yeah. were you? I was Dean. You were Dino. Yeah, okay. I was Dino. I can see that. And uh, yeah, Alex? Yeah. Alex is Sammy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> because she's smooth. Oh, because yeah, she's, yeah. Okay. she's like, yeah. you know, she's the smoothest Chacon. talker. Yeah. And yeah, and the ladies' man. She was, yeah. Okay. Sammy right. was the ladies' and man. And she's Jewish. Exactly. Just like Sammy Davis. <laughs> he was Jewish. Yes, he was Jewish. He right. chose, yeah. Yeah, he converted. And and um, and Trish was Peter Lawford. Poor Trish. <laughs> That's not an offense. No, 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 no. That was a good one. He was like, you know, she was, she's from South Africa. He was like, the, you know, the foreign. That's a stress. Sort of, okay. Uh, <laughs> I know. And, and it was Reagan? a fucking Twitter masturbatory That's bullshit okay, thing. Right. Who was Reagan? Uh, Reagan was uh, Joey Bishop. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It kept in the background a little and a bit. Wisecracker. You know? Yeah, wisecracker. exactly. Uh, so the Brat Pack. Equate the Violet Femmes and the Brat oh Pack. Oh my God. So the Brat Pack were who? Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, um, who, Molly Ringwald... Ali Sheedy, who else? Uh, oh, Rob God. Lowe. Rob Lowe. Oh, God. I don't Emilio know if I can Estevez, do that. Andrew All McCarthy. the people from uh, The Breakfast Club. Uh, oh, except for Andrew McCarthy. Uh, Rob Lowe was not in Breakfast Club. Uh, Demi Moore, Judd okay. Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy. Mm-hmm. So, Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, <laughs> Rob... Boy, An- Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Well, I feel like... I feel like Winter would have to be Rob Lowe. Okay. Um, Molly Ringwald. I think I'm Molly Ringwald, actually. Because you give <laughs> boys your underwear. <laughs> yes. 
That's a hard one. I don't know. This is a I tough one. I don't think I don't that know. there's any cor- correlation there. That's a tough that's, one. That's, a that's really... one of those unknowable questions. It is. That's something I would really need to think about and talk to her about, confer. Uh, if you had a super... Oh, are you done with that? Yeah. If you had a superpower, what would it be? We are. We covered that with the violent femmes. She wanted to know. Okay. Um, it would be Rogue from the X Men because she could take other people's superpowers. Uh, if okay, that's them. almost. And I no, I'm I'm gonna give you that one, but it's almost like saying you were wishing for more wishes. Yeah, exactly. So that's the best wish to me. Let's say there was no Rogue. What would be the next superpower? Um, Plastic let's see. Man. What was her name? She had like a psionic knife. Um, Psylocke. Was it Psylocke? Yes. Okay. Yeah, her. Don't don't question me. <laughs> You're talking about the ninja with the hot body. Yeah, the ninja with the hot body who was uh, who had the psionic knife. You're talking could, about like mind blank people. She went from or maybe oh no wait, Electra. From okay. Daredevil, right. she was a badass assassin ninja. That, yes. No, that's me. Okay. That's me. Uh, why is Brooklyn better than Manhattan? I feel like that is a joke question. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn maybe has better food right now. Um, definitely has more beards. Yeah. Many, many more beards if that if you're into that sort of thing. And more n- fur bags. <laughs> fur bags? <laughs> yeah. And it definitely has more Reagan speak. Artisan fill in the blank. <laughs> Well, Brooklyn, I mean, uh, the thing is, it depends on the, the area. I'm so tired of this discussion. I hate the Brooklyn-Manhattan thing, you notice argument. No, no one ever says, uh, what's better, Queens or Manhattan? Or what's better, Bronx or Manhattan? Or what's better, Staten Island? No one ever yeah. asked that question. Uh, and I think because no one ever... And yet, I guarantee you, someone, uh, someone has asked, what's better, Queens or Brooklyn? Someone has asked that and meant it seriously. Nobody asks yeah. the question seriously, what's better, Staten Island and Manhattan? So by, by default, yeah. Manhattan is better. I guess it depends on where your priorities are, you know? Yeah, if you want. If you like, I don't know, um, garbage heaps and <laughs> bad tiki bars right, and mob wives, then Staten Island is the place. <laughs> Which super friend are you? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, man. Um, Aquaman? Oh, my God. I was going to jokingly say Aquaman. Really? <laughs> didn't want to offend you. He speaks you. To, to undersea creatures. I like that. I think that's cool. Plankton, go! <laughs> Dino. There's a lot of power in that. Dino or Prince, I assume this is uh, a reference to uh, Dean Martin and not Dino from the Flintstones. Yes. Dino or Prince? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Well, the one that I listen to more is probably Prince, but I think that for sheer coolness factor, I'd have to go with Dino. <clears throat> That's a tough call. Women, if you had, if you had to choose, Dino, I mean, it's two different things. Dean Martin was like a comedian, and I don't know if you've ever heard any of his stand-up, like Live from the Sands or anything like that. But it's. So dryly funny. It's when he's not like, being racist. It is <laughs> racist or sexist or any right. of the other ists. So this, so Natasha's second, second part of her question. <laughs> we're moving on from that topic so fast. Well, I, you don't you, want to pontificate upon that. Did you very much longer? have any? No. Okay. No. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she says. Um, here's her full question. I'm wondering if you have a specific. D&D fetish, Dungeons oh. and Dragons fetish, and how do you feel about gamers? I asked her, I said, do you mean video gamers or people who play games? Or and she role said, players or live action role players? She said, I think, is that a fetish or that? I don't know. She said, but uh, do you have a specific thing uh, for D&D? Well, I don't have a specific fetish for D&D, but I do like... Whenever Alex and I watch Game of Thrones and Peter Dinklage comes on the screen, who plays Lord Tyrion, I'm always, I always turn up like, I would totally bang Peter Dinklage. Really? <laughs> yes. He's the little person in the... But I don't think that I have like a dwarf 
fetish or like a half elf fetish or anything. It's just there's something about I, his there's per- something personality. About the world. There, well, yeah, there's something about him, um, him being a very powerful little person. Him sort of like you know you would, you would bang his beyond character? his own. Would you bang his character or him as an actor? His character. You wouldn't bang. No, his I know. Actor. Actually, know people who went to school with him, and they said that he's kind of a jerk. Maybe it was so a self-defense mechanism. Interested. Probably, yeah. But so you're saying that you see him at a play party, mm-hmm. and you and he'd have to be dressed in the garb of Game of Thrones, like right <laughs> in his armor. And then you'd be, and he'd have to have the scar on his face. Yes, absolutely. And then you'd like, I'd totally bang you. <laughs> you'd yeah. say, put your money away. <laughs> Uh, Put your bag of gold in the corner. Bag of holding. (laughs) Holding. So, we should say that that you have talked about. You're. I mean, you're 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 a fairly big nerd when it comes to certain things. Oh yeah. And you, after your interview, after you were on, we we became good friends. You saw and I and Alex. We'd hang out quite a bit, and then you kept talking about Dungeons and Dragons, and I think. Sod, which I I never would imagine Sod would have gone for it. Not, and I would I'm not, so glad she did. I never would imagine I would have gone for it, right? Because mm-hmm. I've always had. Well, none of you have to read anything. Because <laughs> we're illiterate. Not making no. anybody read. No, because. Well, so so it's very complicated. It can be very complicated. You brought up, hey, we should totally have a D and D game, and. So I was like, yeah, we should, we should totally do that. And I was like, well, that surprised me, right? Because I would have cut, if, if it were up to me, I would have probably like, uh, uh, yeah, sure, let's do that. You know, and then not fall. Yeah. But she was really excited about it. And that made me really excited about it. And we've played a few times. And it's really, really freaking fun. It's really fun. I think, I will say, I think that's a, entirely a testament to you, however, and how, uh. you, how you do the game. Uh, and we have fairly sexualized characters, mm-hmm. Alex especially. Has, <laughs> yes, uh, her character like that she's created is splash and truth telling, t- truth, <laughs> truth serum, sperm. I guess. Um, but I'm, 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 I, I guess my question is, is that is uh, I guess I don't have a question about this, but this is just I'm just amazed at how. How it's much fun super is. fun, right? Yeah, that's why I wanted everybody to play because it's so great. Because, but I thought this is like this. I'm crossing a nerd threshold here <laughs> that know. I'm never gonna. Most people do, right? <laughs> I know. But, but you've admitted that we, when we play D and D, when we're playing Veronica's D and D, it's not the usual. It's not your normal. D&D. No, usually people go by the books. Like there are all these different kinds of books you can. By and like their their pewter figurines and maps and charts and all this stuff and right. I none of that's fun. The fun part is being a character and having to navigate yourself through this world and through situations dependent on the chaos of like rolling a dice. Right. Partially dependent on that and partially dependent on whatever decisions you make. So um, yeah, and. Because the world is just so non-gender specific and like non-conforming to regular D&D standards, I think that's probably a big part of what makes it so much fun for all of us. Well, the other thing, too, is it, it, it because all, all, especially Alex's character, but the characters are fairly kinky as well. And because yeah. of that, uh, there, are th- there are sentences that can come up <laughs> in, in the, over the course of playing that says like, like Alex, you will hear Alex say, "Should I come on this ogre's face?" Um, I don't know if I should. You know what I mean? And it's like I've never thought I'd ever hear those words come out of anyone's mouth. Uh, and then, and then the amazing thing is, is that one of the best part is that you will actually describe the action because you're the dungeon master, right? Yeah. Is that what you're okay? Yes. And um. And so, so Alex will like, I think I'm going to come on this ogre's face. And then you will go like, all right, so you're jerking it. And you're squeezing and your balls tighten up. And the ogre's like, what? And it's like, splooging. All, and you're so descriptive. You're so descriptive. And you're so into it. Sad and I, I don't know, maybe Alex is... 
she hangs out with you a lot more than we do, so she's used to it. But suddenly I'm like, wow, wow. And we'll be coming home, we'll be on the subway, and we're like, can you imagine? Could you remember, do you remember when, when Veronica was describing that? Oh, that was so amazing, right? It's almost like seeing a, it's almost like watching a one, one woman stage performance of the dirtiest. Oh, that's it's so, I know, right? But it's always that's like, very flattering the splooge goes everywhere and some goes up. <laughs> Because you get so into it. Um, well, I've been picturing it in my mind. I mean, you have to spend... The, that's why we don't play as often as I think everyone would like. Because it takes a lot of effort to create um, every scenario. And every scenario is sort of like um, a diorama. Like every room and every situation you get into. So I have to have that all in my mind. Especially because you guys are going to ask me questions that... When we first started playing, I didn't know the answers to. And because we like, would ask some really stupid questions. <laughs> well, like. well, people were playing it sort of like a, an episode from like CSI or something like that, which is completely understandable because if I start describing something, you're like, oh, what is the significance of this painting in the corner? Like, and, you're, and you're like, there's no significance <laughs> to this painting in the corner. And, and it would be, you'd, but no, it, it, I could play on that on a, at a later point. Sure. You guys do give me ideas. But what I'm saying time. is like... Sometimes, and you, you have such patience because sometimes someone will ask a question and you'll be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, you can, you can spit on that frog if you want. <laughs> I mean, if you want, you, you can. I mean, do you really want to? Really? And you're like, ah, this, this sound comes out of you. You're like, oh, what? <sighs> okay. Yes. Yes, you can do that. If you yes, you can do that. If you roll for that. I know you always are looking at my expression, my eyebrows. Because right? you'll be like, uh-huh. <laughs> you're nowhere near where you need to be right now. <laughs> and so your patience is like half of it. But it's so much fun for me. It's so fun, and you do whenever you guys go off on like an, an area or a tangent that I wasn't expecting it. I want to bring the rest of the story. I shouldn't be telling you this, but like the rest of the story in the future should connect around to that so that, you know, every little detail maybe can be significant in the future yeah. just because we did explore it. So, well, um, but thank you for doing this. No, thank you. This was really fun. This is really great. Thank you. Uh, as always, Veronica, uh, if you uh, want to get in touch with her, you can see all of her info on the website, MasterCast.com, or Twitter info, and you know, the whole shebang. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.